there. Before we start today's episode, we wanted to alert you to our new product of the week. Pow! Pow! Uh, we have started Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place. Uh, Walt Place is a support group for women based on Facebook. And you can find out more about it uh, if you head over to weonlylookthin.com. Click on the link at the top of the page that says join our support group. We've got uh, lots more information there. Yeah, so join us if you want friendship, fellowship, and what what's another F that they could get? Fun. Fun. Yay. So, uh, so yeah, find out more. And here, uh, here now goes Now it's time our... to start the show. Now it's time to start the show. Pow. And welcome to another thrifty episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> this is Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost 150 economical pounds. And mm. with me today is... Donald Weigel. And I only look thin because when you said thrifty, the first thing that came to my mind was thrifty ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> yep, mine too. <laughs> Not saving money. Those cones were so cheap when yeah. I was a kid. Like, oh my goodness. Like going with like 15 they're still, cents. They're still cheap. They sell uh, them at the Rite Aid. It's like... It's like two bucks. You can't afford not to get diabetes, basically. Seriously. With the amount of sugar that you can get for 15 cents yeah. at Thrifty Drugstore. Yeah. The uh, the gist of this episode is going to be about the cost of cost. The high cost of free things. The high cost of low prices. Yeah. It's actually called Pennywise Pound Foolish. We're not talking about that creepy clown hiding no. in the gutters. This is actually talking no, about... but it is kind of like a pun because like pounds are the British Get currency it? and that's where the the phrase comes from. I was, I, confession time, I was, I think I was pretty well into adulthood before I understood that penny wise and pound foolish, they were talking about the British currency of pennies and pounds rather than like something to do with pounds, like weighing pounds. Huh. I think I'm just getting that right now. I'm not sure I even knew. I just, I just know the phrase. I know the phrase that pays and well, you know, uh, it sounds good. You're being wise with your pennies, but you're being foolish with your pounds. Oh, now I get it. Is yeah. that what this episode is about? Yeah, you're, you're picking up pennies, but you're stepping over dollars. We are. Uh, so hi and welcome. And uh, this is going to be a, a, a chocked full episode, a free chocked full episode of yes. We Only Look Thin. It's you're not- free to you unless you count the device that you spent money on to listen to it or the internet connection you needed to download it. That's all. It. That's, let's get technical. But no, it's free. It's free. Uh, we're going to drop some free advice with our tip of the week. Tip of the week to you. Ciao. And then we're going to take a deep dive into the high cost of uh, trying to pinch pennies on your weight loss journey. And we have a product of the week at the end. Pow. Pow, everybody. Uh, do I know what the product of the week is? It's going to be great. Okay. You better oh, know Oh, I do. Is. Okay. I don't know. It's not that we like write things down and then we actually had to restart this episode because I totally went blank and didn't remember what we were doing. So uh, so hi there and welcome. Um, so I want to preface this. This is, we are known for our breaking journalism. There's no extra charge for this preface, by the way. There isn't. Um, it's, it's included in the cost of the episode. Rolling your eyes is free. Um, Donald, as you know, 
is a questioner, meaning he likes to uh, research things. He now, likes to hold make on, hold on. I've got several, several questions for you before <laughs> you get into this. No, Donald will, like, if he needs to buy thumbtacks, he will research, like, the quality of the metals and the circumference of the tack. Listen, and you've the... got to read customer reviews for He's your very thumbtacks. good at that. He's... You can't just go willy-nilly buying. Like, how do you know that they're not the kind of thumbtack a maniac would use? A thumbtack maniac? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't know unless you do the research. If you're on the wacky races, you need to put thumbtacks just all over the course so that you flatten the tires of Penelope Pipstock and... Yeah, Pitstop. Pitstop, sorry. Uh, but we uh, we don't know whether these will like sustain the weight of the tires and properly puncture them, therefore render- rendering Miss Pitstop's vehicle useless, or whether the you know she'll just roll over them and then win the race anyway. Wow, I for- I even forget what our tip of the week is. Should we start with the tip of the week? This is actually the pref- the preface to the tip. Of I the think week. you have to finish the preface now. Okay, so Donald is known for his journalism. He is known for researching and and blowing the lids off of conspiracies. Oh, I wasn't and- sure where you were going with this. Yes, I am blowing the lid off of a conspiracy. So uh, this, we're about to do our tip of the week. So tell, tell everybody, Here's tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you. This takes us to the Mediterranean. We're we're going through the Mediterranean <laughs> Sea to the fine uh, and, peninsula. And really, really for being honest, I'm not entirely sure this is a tip of the week as much as I just wanted an excuse to talk. He about He wants this. to blow the lid off. So I, I would like. I think they have no idea what we're blowing no. the lid off. There is a Greek yogurt conspiracy, There, everybody. he said it, everybody. Yes, I'm blowing the lid off it. See, Boom. because that's also like a little double entendre pun situation because yogurts have lids like a lot of times. Yeah. So this is actually a real thing. I know we're full of the yucks and the jokes, but uh, but here it goes. Yeah, so true Greek-style yogurt. And also, they eat Greek yogurt in many other places, but in America, it's yo- it's marketed here as Greek-style yogurt or Greek yogurt. In Greece, it's just yogurt. It's, <laughs> it's supposed to be strained. They strain the extra liquid out of it to make it thicker and richer. And that uh, means that it's more packed with protein because it's it's more dense. Exactly. So, Thank you for clarifying. So I initially did not like Greek yogurt. Everyone was, oh, Greek yogurt's amazing. And I tried like 10 brands and couldn't find any that I like. And then I did find one that I like. And now Donald's going to talk about it. Yeah. And so it turns out that um, very few of the brands here in America, or at least the ones that they sell at our store, are actually strained Greek yogurt. Other ones, they use thickeners uh, such as pectin, locust bean gum, starches, or guar gum. And if you see those things listed in the ingredients, they're not actually strained yogurt. They're just using those thickeners to make it seem more like Greek yogurt. So, um, and for a long time, there was this one particular brand of yogurt. Uh, should I say what it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's Faye, F-A-G-E, um, that we just, the two of us just far preferred to all of the other yogurts that we could your find. Dannons. There are probably others out there. There is an, a brand called Icelandic, but it's a little different style yogurt. It's got this like um, kind of a sour taste to it. Um, it's Icelandic style that is also truly strained that I buy from time to time. But um, I can't find any other brand at our grocery stores, and we we have like four of them around here that are truly strained Greek yogurt. But the Faye is like thicker and richer and so much more satisfying. Well, and here's the big 
the big uh, umbrage that I take with the Chobani and Dannon is that because it has those additives in it and it's not actually strained, it doesn't have as much protein. Yeah. And, like that is the bottom line for me because one little cup, a thing of Faye has 20 grams of protein, but the Chobani, uh, which says it's Greek yogurt, only has like 10 or 11, which is fine. There's no there's no shame there, but you're not getting as much protein for your buck. And if you're trying to add protein, which leads to greater satiety, uh, Faye, the fine people at Faye are, uh, are bringing the actual goods uh, to... And look, we're not getting anything out of this. No. We are not sponsored We'd by like Faye. We'd like to if you're we're with not- Faye. <laughs> We're not, they're not paying for this, like nothing. We just, this is the kind we like. And also for me, it's so much thicker and richer. And I know Catherine is not the same way with this, but the 0% for me tastes indistinguishable from the 2%. Um, and so the it's like 90 calories for an entire container of the 0% uh, Greek yogurt. And I like it just as much as the 2%, which is like 120 calories, I think, or 110. Um, and it really is much more satisfying to me and enjoyable than these other brands. And so I guess the the true tip of the week is, you know, if you're looking for a Greek yogurt, look for something that is truly strained as opposed to having all of these additives because it's got more protein, keeps you satisfied longer. And for me, it's a much more satisfying uh, thing to eat. And if you enjoy the Chobanis, that's fine. If you're good with it, yeah. If you like that, then then keep going with it. More power to you. Um, you know, I'm not going to stop you from eating them. Uh, but uh, you know, this is just our little tip of the week. Tow! Tow, everybody! I love that Donald does the research so I can just bask in the glory of it. I didn't know why I liked Faye more. Now I do. Yeah, I was uh, curious to find out. I was like, really? Yeah, he does that. He likes to research things. So uh, yeah. so that was our tip of the week. Um, so now we're going to go over to our main topic, which is Pennywise Pound Foolish. And I actually want to start out with uh, a post from, uh, this is sort of in the must-be-nice category uh, in the- MBN. MBN. It's like, it's our own- TV channel. Actually, W-O-L-T sounds like her. Oh, yeah. We could be W-O-L-T radio. We've never thought of that. This is like the 81st episode of this show. I've actually, I've thought of it, but I can't remember. The West Coast is K, like K radio stations, and then the East Coast is W radio stations. Yeah. So we're W-O-L-T. Yeah. yeah. I was going to get a little geeky. And Bringing you the there's, smooth There's jams. one East Coast station that has a K. Oh, must be nice. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm just going to read this. Uh, it kind of ties back to our uh, One Weird Trick episode that we did many moons ago. But uh, Maddie, who is a uh, Facebook uh, friend and uh, Walt enthusiast, uh, posted a little post in tag. Hi, Maddie. So I thought I would uh, I would share it here. She said, I have a blood test booked in tomorrow and they'll check for hypothyroidism. It's so stupid, but I kind of hope it'll tell me I have hypothyroid because then it makes sense why it's hard for me to shed this weight. I can just pop a pill a day and my metabolism will regulate and I'll be skinny and everything will be fine because we all know that if you're skinny, then you must be happy. Well, here's hoping. L-O-L. L-O-L indeed. Uh, There is such, I mean, and I still do it. There is such a uh, 
an instinct to want that one weird trick or that one weird thing. Oh, and thing. We, had a, we had a whole list in one of our early episodes about, you know, we would rather, we were hoping that we would get bitten by a shark or have to go on Survivor, like, rather than actually do the work to lose weight. Well, and I did so much secret eating, so I would have a salad at work, and people would be like, I don't know why you're that heavy. Like, you always All eat so well. well All she eats is salad. Have you had your thyroid checked? Yeah. And um, it was because I was secret eating garbage food when no one else was around, and I would pretend to just eat salad and wonder also why I had a weight issue. So um, on a serious note, if you actually do have a thyroid issue, um, make sure you're taking care of yourself. We're not making light of that. But I think uh, I just enjoyed Maddie uh, calling herself out on kind of hoping that it was her thyroid that was her issue. So we look forward to uh, supporting Maddie on her journey as she moves forward. She's interested in our product of the week, and we'll talk about that later. So Mm, stay Mm, tuned. Stay tuned. Do you tune a podcast? Yeah, I think you do. All right. Why not? Um, So... We are going to talk about the high price of trying to cut corners uh, in weight loss. And uh, this is a subject I think that probably was near and dear to my face and my mouth mostly for about 20 years. But we're going to talk about the the habit we have of sort of the clean plate club yeah. and the value in food and how we use that as a loophole uh, against our own best uh, interest. Yeah, this is a really difficult one to get over. You know, I was, um, it was drilled into me when I was growing up that I needed to clean my plate when I was eating, even if I didn't like something, even if um, I didn't really want to finish it because there were starving children out there who would love to have had this food. So I had to eat it. How dare I be so ungrateful? I'm making my parents sound terrible right now, but, um, and they're really wonderful people. But, uh, you know, how dare I be so ungrateful as to not want to finish the food that's on my plate? Well, and I even, uh, I, remember watching the show Candid Camera, which is probably really terrible and I would hate it today. I always get mad at our daughter for watching doofy YouTube things. Yeah, it's I'm like, true. this is insulting. Turn this off. You're losing yeah, brain she, cells. She likes prank shows yeah. and things. But I'd watch Candid Camera and they often did the like pie in the face. Oh yeah. The shaving cream in the face joke or the cream pie in the face joke. And my grandfather would get so angry. He's oh, like, there's starving children in China. Cream. Wasting because of course that whipped cream could be shipped to another country to be used on Frappuccinos or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. But um he hated it and I thought it was ridiculous. But uh but now sorry Papa, you think you were right. That was not cool. But we don't want to waste and we, we grow up thinking we shouldn't waste, but there's also a side thing. Like I ate a lot as a kid and I want, I didn't want to eat the Brussels sprouts, but like, give me, let me tuck into an entire Entenmann's cake like that, that I wanted. But we, we tell ourselves that we shouldn't waste and we use the, you know, the value of it or the, the, the financial price of it to uh, justify eating more than we need. Yeah. And that anti-wastefulness, you know, it leads to finishing, you know, entire plates of things when you're out or at other people's houses, or you just serve your, you just over-serve yourself. It, it leads to eating things you're not even truly enjoying um, just because they're on your plate and you feel like you have to. And we also use it as a mental loophole um, when we, we truly want to just 
indulge and overeat and eat too much. Oh, well, it's on my plate. I can't possibly waste it because there are starving children or it's a waste of money. Well, and that we do know people who manage through food scarcity as a child. And so we're not making fun of that in particular. Oh, no, not at all. But being someone who had uh, her first binge at age four, I know that I was already thinking about my second portion before my first. But as an adult, I know better and I still think it. So this is about retraining your brain to let go of the notion of cleaning your plate. Or, you know, you go to the Cheesecake Factory and you get a 2,500-calorie meal. And you don't want to waste it, right? Like, oh, you're getting all this value. It's a giant plate. But there is a cost that you pay for that value, for that portion size. And look, we should... You know, this is one of those things we should do. We should buy less food. We should uh, take home our leftovers. We should give our leftovers to the needy. We should compost. And if you can do all of those things, that's great. But if you're somebody who's not doing all of those things, if you're going to take home your leftovers and then eat them in the car on the way home, or I feel just, seen. That's what I would do. <laughs> or just eat them like when you get home in the kitchen before you go to bed anyway. Like that is not that is not really saving you anything. That is just causing those calories to hurt your health. Well, and to a point, we use that as the loophole. We tell ourselves, you know, I'm going to have this for um, lunch tomorrow as a leftover. If you are the kind of person who can moderate your portion and truly have it for lunch the next day, or if it's big enough, have it for two days, fantastic. But I'm asking you, if you're listening, to be very honest about the person you are today, not your ideal self, not I should be able to do this, but your real self. If I put chips at arm's length in the car with me when I go to the grocery store, I will eat them. It is strategic. It is strategic that they are on the top of the bag. I do it all the time. So now I know myself and I put the food in the trunk because I don't want that... um, you know, that impulse to come over. So if you are at a restaurant and you have a portion much bigger than you need, you need to know yourself in advance. What kind of a person are you? Can you actually put something in a to-go bag and eat it the next day? Or are you going to secret eat it as soon as you get into the car? Yeah. Are you lying to yourself? Are you using the value of something or the idea of not wasting food just as an excuse because you know what you really want to do is eat the whole thing when it's not the best thing for your health? You have to ask yourself that. And really, do you even want the leftovers? Like, is it something that you actually are going to want to eat the next day? Or are you just eating it? because it's there and maybe it's much higher calorie than something that you would eat otherwise right nobody needs janky day old sweet potato fries like i barely need them in present tense let alone future tense like um this i'll present a couple of actual situations that came up uh, and the names will be changed uh to to protect (laughs) but um what i do if i go to a restaurant and there is a portion that is larger than i need i get a side plate immediately I take the portion off of the plate that I don't want to eat, and I ask the server to take it away immediately. When I say I'm going to eat half, even if I make one of those awesome, like, Moses parting the Red Sea, like, uh, lines of demarcation, like, I will not eat past this uh, layer of chicken cacciatore. 
I will be like, you know what? I'll just have one more. Oh, you know what? That little bit, like that kind of carried over. Like, oh, that's not going to matter. And then suddenly it's all gone. And if that temptation is sitting on your plate, you are so much more likely to have it. And why put yourself in that situation? Like why continually put yourself in a situation where you're sabotaging yourself? Yeah. And like it is, you know, I told you how I grew up and what I was told and the idea of wasting food or not eating everything that has been given to me because it has value and it would be wasteful to throw it away. That is deep and it is difficult. But I try and ask myself, is it going to hurt me more to waste the $5 that I spent? Is it going to hurt me more? You know, is it going to hurt starving children more to throw away that food, have the waiter take away half of it and get rid of it? Or is it going to hurt me more to actually eat it? And I find that most of the time that it's going to actually hurt me more to eat that food and to have those calories in my body where it is going to negatively affect my health. Well, and we've talked about the book, The Diet Fix before by Yoni Friedhoff. I think it's Yoni, Yoni, Yoni. Yoni, I think. Um, and he said that not eating a calorie is far easier on your body than trying to burn it off later. Yeah, so if it's you, that whole you can't outrun a fork thing that we've talked about. So if you don't really want that last piece of something, you're stuffed, but you you know you just are obsessive and compulsive, like I uh, you was a compulsive eater, like burning that off, and even those. Um, those things that you see at the holidays where it's like, oh, you know, if you're going to have turkey dinner, like one roll is, you know, a 10 minute walk. Right. Like a, a spoonful of, <laughs> a spoonful well, of gravy, gravy is, is you have to run half a marathon. Like and putting that value on it, like you've got to work it off. It, it seems daunting because you've got to run a marathon if you have mashed potatoes, like and putting that sort of mental, um, you know, burden of like, OK, I've got to run this off or I've got to do it. It's better just not to have it if it's janky and not delicious. Like you don't need day old you know, wrinkled French fries. Yeah. And there is something called the sunk cost fallacy. Like in, in logic, when you're arguing, there is, um, there is this whole list of different fallacies that people fall victim to. And one of them is the sunk cost fallacy, which is I have already sunk $10 into this. I really shouldn't just abandon it and do the right thing. I should continue to spend more money on the same thing because I've already spent some money on it. So we're talking about calories and uh, in this case, but it's- Calories so and actual money. I mean, like, look, I spent $20 on this meal. I can't possibly like throw away part of it because I've already spent the money. Well, is it going to be better for you to, you know, to quote unquote, waste the money that's already gone? You've already spent that money. You know, like you're compounding the, imp the negative impact on yourself by going ahead and eating all of these calories that you don't need. That's not good for your body. Well, it's funny, actually, uh, my, uh, my grandma- Thanks, Graham. Uh, got me uh, a gift certificate to the Cheesecake Factory for a certain amount. And so uh, we took I, – I took our daughter. Don was out. I took our daughter to the Cheesecake Factory. The total dollar amount of the gift card wasn't – didn't cover the full cost of the meal. We ended up getting a slice of cheesecake for our daughter because that's what she wanted. Yeah. But it's like, well, we're already here and we're not paying for the actual meal, so we might as well pay the $9 for the slice of cheesecake that happens to be literally 2,200 calories in one slice. Yeah. And I didn't have any. 
Our daughter brought oh, it home. Oh, good for you. Uh, our daughter brought it home, and she had it in three installments. She is a moderator. Yeah, she is somebody who is able to bring something home and dole it out to herself in small portions. It's I am madness. not that person. No. I, I can't do that. Like, that whole thing would be gone before I went to bed that night. Yeah, so... Um, so just going back to portions, knowing yourself and being honest about why you're doing something is critical. Um, I also want to bring up uh, the combination adjective verb, Costco-sized. We're getting gramified we're right getting now. We're getting gramified. Gra- so uh, we're going over to Costco. Uh, get your giant shopping cart out because here we are. Love Costco. Love it for things like tires and glasses and and clothes. Sometimes things I didn't even know I needed. And but even like things like strawberries and broccoli and cherry tomatoes, things like that, or things that are in silver, uh, silver single serving packages that I can dole out in small amounts. Love it for that stuff. Right. But we also know people who maybe you've got kids. Maybe you're in an office place, and people buy bulk sweets at Costco, whether it's muffins or uh, chocolate-covered pretzels or chocolate-covered whatever, or five-pound tubs of Nutella that I would swim in if it wouldn't last a week. I've talked about it is completely a mental game or almost completely a mental game, but for some reason, I am able to eat little mini-sized Snickers bars just fine. But if there was an open bag of mini Snickers bars, if it was the same size bag, but they were all open in there and it was just, I could just grab a handful, I would not be able to control myself. And that's what you get at Costco. Yeah. So again, knowing yourself So many of us use our families, our children as a reason to buy unhealthful things at Costco or Sam's Club or whatever club that you belong to. Or just the regular grocery store. But buying your your meat, dairy, produce, like diapers, tires at at a wholesale retailer like that makes sense. Giving into a temptation of a giant 50-pound bucket of cheddar popcorn is not serving anyone. Your kids don't need it. Your significant other doesn't need it. Your roommate doesn't need it. Do not make it easy to have bulk, low-cost, unhelpful foods around if you cannot control yourself. And if you are listening to this podcast, you probably have issues with self-control. And ask yourself, are you using the cost savings of a giant bag of something or a giant box of something as an excuse because you know you will have an opportunity deep down, even if on the surface you're saying to yourself, oh, these are for the kids, or you know, I'm just going to dole out one of these at a time or a small portion at a time. Are you really deep down like telling yourself that that you will have an opportunity late at night to just eat the entire box or or gorge yourself on something? Because I used to lie to myself like that all the time. Well, and I think some of those products are sleeper cell agents too. <laughs> like you say, like like you uh, you buy kind bars there sometimes. Like yeah. it's a pack of twenty five or yeah, 50 the, or the mini the mini ones that are only a hundred calories each. And Donald can moderate himself with those, and they're not an issue for me. 
until they are. And then suddenly I'm secret eating kind bars, like hiding behind the pantry door, which is not a classy move for me, but it happens. And having food for your kids that is a temptation for you is not helping anyone. They don't need all that bulk and garbage. Stick to Costco size items that are actually high quality and have high health return value. And then pay a lot of money for small containers of things. You want it to cost you more. You don't want to, you know, uh, waste your money on low cost food items that are sabotaging you. Yeah. Saving money is one thing. Not wasting is one thing. And I want to save money. I don't want to waste things. But For me, I know myself and I have to make my health and my weight a priority over those things. And I know that's really difficult for some people. Some people are going to roll their eyes and be angry at me for saying those things. But I have to because I know that at at my core, that is the most important thing for me to be healthy and happy. Well, and I I think, too, there's that toddler tantrum that we throw. Like, I should be able to have this box of chocolates and eat them over a month. But if you know that that is not the you of today, do not do it. But there are ways that you can combat those bulk needs. Put things in the trunk if you are getting leftovers at a restaurant. Put it away immediately. If it doesn't work and you end up eating it that night, learn a lesson and don't do it again. Like I said, ask for half of the portion to be taken away immediately. Throw it out as soon as you get out of the restaurant. Nobody, unless you're planning on like putting it in a box and shipping it to a third world country, don't waste those calories on yourself. Yeah, look, either it's going to be garbage in your body or it's going to be garbage in the trash can. Word up. If you eat it, you're treating your body like a trash can. Like seriously, like ask yourself am I a trash can or is this food better in the actual trash can? Yeah, I think there was another thing that was like, it's either going on your waist, spelling joke, or it's going in the waste paper basket. And it's oftentimes just better to throw it out. The purpose of the meal is the you've got the delicious food, it's fresh, it's happening right now, and then it's over. And then you go back to your normal meal. You don't need to languish over uh, giant portions from... uh, from the Cheesecake Factory for three days. And there are also some long-term ramifications to cost and waste to continually using this cost fallacy, this sunk cost fallacy, as an excuse to keep eating. Um, the cost of obesity is huge. And you had some statistics on on obesity-related uh, diseases. I do. So uh, the CDC, I believe the last Centers time- Centers for Disease Control. The last time I talked about them, I called them the FBI or something like that. But, <laughs> uh, the CDC, uh, from, I got this from wellmark.com, talked about two-thirds of the population in the U.S. being overweight or obese. Um, and about a third of kids and teenagers are overweight or obese. They t- they said that there are as many as 50 diseases linked to obesity. 50, that's five zero. And if you don't find a cost in 
disease. I don't know what you find a cost in. Well, think about all of the medications that you have to buy. Like when I got my diabetes diagnosis, suddenly I was having to buy these medicines that I didn't have to pay for before. And imagine, you know, if there are 50 different diseases out there, not to mention all of the other conditions on top of that, that cause you to have to buy all of these things later on. Are you really saving any money? Is it really more wasteful to to not ingest the calories now? Or is it really more wasteful in the long run to live with these terrible diseases and and really have the quality of your life deteriorate as you get older? Well, and they also note uh, that it's estimated that $85 billion a year are spent on the healthcare uh, industry annually related to obesity and weight issues. And that cost to our society, the burden that we're putting on future generations to care for us if we're unable to walk or take care of ourselves, like that is real to me now. Like I am not thinking about, you know, the vanity side of weight loss. I'm thinking about being self-sufficient and self-sustaining into my 70s and 80s. And that's not hot and sexy, but that is real life because I've seen the toll that it takes on people who don't take care of themselves. And there is value in investing in yourself and doing things, whether it's, you know, involving spending money or not, doing things, spending money on things that actually benefit you and benefit your health. There is value in that. Well, and I think too, and I think the healthcare industry, um, you know, or the weight loss industry falls into it. We've all spent money on things thinking it would be the one weird trick that would save us from our eating issues. You buy a plan, you sign up for Weight Watchers, you buy a shake weight, you join a gym, and you think that just by buying it, it's going to motivate you to get yourself together. And I belonged to a gym for two years and didn't go once. And I kept saying, well, like, maybe I'll feel motivated because I'm spending $50 a month. Like, maybe that'll get me going. And that's not how it works. And And I I don't know how many fitness gadgets I've purchased over the years that I thought were going to get me to do it. And I might, you know, use it enthusiastically for a few days or a week, but then it always ended up gathering dust. Well, and we we feel like failures when those investments don't work for us. So in the pennywise pound foolish category, we're fine buying uh, you know cheap fast food. We buy gym memberships that we don't use. Like I did because I thought you needed a gym membership to lose weight. Like people go to the gym, that's how they lose weight. And I went for years and it never worked for me. And I I thought I was broken somehow. Like I was the one like I wasn't using the elliptical fast enough to lose the weight. Turns out I was eating a lot of garbage-free food at work. Yeah. Uh, And as we know from a previous episode, people consume 70% free food when they're in an office. Yeah, 70% of the calories that you eat at work is from free food that people bring in or that your your work provides. And there's that's not free? That's no. That's not free. You pay a very high price for all of that free. So pay attention to who you are today, not the pe- not the person you hope to be, not the person you should be. Oh, I should be able to control myself around this portion. I should be able to buy what I want. It doesn't work that way. Live for who you are. Buy high quality items. If you're getting two for one deals on cheap chips or bottles of uh, barefoot bubbly, which is like (laughs) a dollar a bottle, which is gross and disgusting from 7-Eleven, like sure, you get a high buzz and you you only paid $2 for it. But something Yanni Friedhoff um, suggested in the diet fix was if you do like wine or spirits, buy something very high quality. So instead of buying four or five bottles of wine, 
wine for $60, buy one bottle of wine a month that's expensive and high quality. And really and enjoy it. it and savor it and make it part of your diet plan. Um, but, you know, really, you know, if you're going to have it, instead of several cheap bottles that you're not going to really enjoy, buy one really nice one that you really, truly do enjoy. Yeah. And be okay with food waste. We throw parties and we buy so many bags of chips that we don't need because we want options for all of our guests. We want to be good hosts, right? Yeah. And then we say, oh, well, you know, I've got to eat the rest of it like before it goes bad. Have the party, throw away the rest. You don't need to take it to work because guess what? Nobody at work needs your free 70% of their calories snacks either. And again, I used to be so afraid of people going hungry um, that I would buy all of these things, you know, knowing for sure that it was way too much and also knowing there deep down that there was a part of me that knew I was going to get to have those leftovers and eat them myself. Yeah. So don't bring the enemy home with you. Be okay with getting rid of the food. Be okay with single servings. We talked about in a previous episode, uh, the habit of eating lots of delicious mayonnaise um, and buying single serving packets of mayonnaise instead of the big tubes of it. And someone said that in their eco-friendly home, that nobody would uh, be happy if they bought single-serving portions of mayonnaise. And I'm telling you that the Earth's uh, oceans are not in trouble because of packets of Hellman's mayonnaise. Like, that's not the issue. And if you are treating your chronic condition, which is your weight, and you need single-serving packages of mayonnaise or chips or whatever it is to better suit your needs, to better protect you from yourself, do it and do not apologize for it. Yeah, you being more healthy is also a benefit to the environment. And just on a side note, I did a very unscientific experiment recently where I weighed a single serving packet of mayonnaise and then weighed a uh, an actual uh, bottle of it. And I did the math and there was actually more packaging um, in the bottle than in the same amount of mayonnaise in the single serving packets. Yeah. So we're not saying uh, don't love Mother Earth, but be who you are and protect yourself accordingly. If you had a clinical chronic condition that required you to have individual syringe needles to treat yourself for diabetes. You know, that could have been prevented by just, you know, maintaining a healthy weight. Right. Like no one would be yelling at you for having throwaway needles. Like that is important. And if Having a single packet of mayonnaise or a single serving of whatever you need will help you toward your weight loss goals. Do it and do not look back. And Absolutely. Do, yeah. So we justify spending on so many things, but try to cut corners on food. We don't want to waste the leftover chips, but if we have to throw away the, uh, you know, the corn that's expired or the carrots that have gone sour, we don't think twice. So really start being honest with yourself about the justifications and the loopholes that you put in place for why you're eating, why you're supersizing, why you get the, you know, for 25 cents more, you can supersize your meal or get, you know, a larger bucket of popcorn. Don't use the value fallacy because it's not helping your goals. It certainly isn't. Uh, you feel good? I do. I feel good. All right. I think it may be time to move on to the product of the week. Pow! Pow! 
everybody. Um, we mentioned this a week ago, but we are now a week closer. If you are listening to this on the day that this comes out, it will be July 29th, 2019. And we are just a couple of days away from the official launch of We Only Look Thin Place. Walt Place, everybody. W-O-L-T Place. <laughs> W-O-L-T. Where you come for smooth jams. No, um, we, for the last 18 months, I don't like, do you like smooth jams? I'm not, I don't no. really see you as a smooth jam guy. No, I like spreading jam smoothly on bagels. <laughs> but not the smooth jams. No. Um, we... Uh, back in January of 2018, started a private accountability group for free on Facebook. We do daily check-ins. We do uh, habits. We read. We do have sort of book clubs. And it's become a safe place to openly share every part of your life with a small community of people who are going through the same things that you are. Um, on August 1st, 2019, we will be turning this into a small subscription-based paid group on Facebook. Uh, we'll include a link in the show notes where you can sign up, but it's going to be a monthly membership site for women only. And you'll have direct access to Catherine Weigel of We Only Look Thin. Whoa, she's amazing. <laughs> direct access to her. You That's unbelievable. Believable. Um, we will do uh, daily morning and evening check-ins. Uh, we're going to do Facebook Lives uh, at least twice a month uh, where people can ask questions and we can have conversations. Um, we it's, it's just a place for women just like you who have been through the diet industry uh, machine and need a safe place to share your vulnerabilities, your successes, and even just your regular everyday life issues that all tie to weight because so much of this process is emotional eating. Yeah, it's not a plan. We're not selling you a pill or a diet shake or, or anything uh, along those lines. This is a place where we women, and it's for women only, sorry, fellas, uh, where women only can support each other and learn from each other's mistakes and pick each other up when you're down and really just be there for each other and be able to um, have the the wisdom of other people who have done the work. And Catherine will be there every step of the way, and you'll be able to talk to her and really, really benefit from just a community of like-minded people all trying to achieve the same goal. Yeah. So uh, we have actually an endorsement from uh, from one of our current members, Sharon. And I will read it now. Uh, Sharon says, I cannot re recommend Walt Place highly enough. Through the ups and downs of weight loss and just life in general, they have been there for me to give me support, encouragement, and laughs and hugs, and an occasional meaningful jiff. Um, I love gifs. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Catherine's I GIF like big gifs, and I'm not going to lie. Um, there's no judgment here, and that gives me a safe place to be honest and to be me. Catherine and Donald's real-life experiences and sometimes hard-learned lessons can bring a different perspective, whether you're needing help to reach your goals, get back on track, or just find a way through when life feels too much. Often thought-provoking, regularly funny, and always caring, the Walt Place is somewhere very special. You'll be glad you came. Thank you so much, Sharon. And if you join 
Well, place you'll get to meet Sharon. She's awesome. And it's been just such a gift to be able to support people in their weight loss efforts in the last 18 months. And uh, so this is going to be a small, intimate group of of women just like you. To find out more about it, uh, look in the show notes or go to weonlylookthin.com. Or you can also look on Facebook. Find us at We Only Look Thin. Uh, we will uh, tweet about it on Twitter at <laughs> We Only Look Thin and, and uh, probably Instagram about it at We Only Look Thin. Yeah. And uh, worst case, you can also email us uh, at We Only Look Thin at gmail.com and we will uh, we will provide the link. So uh, by the time you're listening to this, uh, we'll be accepting members. The group will officially open on Facebook. So you need a Facebook account to get in. Um, it will officially open on August 1st. So uh, get in now. That's August 1st, 2019. If you're listening to this years from now, it's a thriving group, been around for a <laughs> long time. It's been wonderful. Everybody loves it and you should join too. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, join. It's going to be really exciting. I, I can't wait to uh, to get started in this new uh Journey adventure with everyone. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can continue to listen wherever you found us. Uh, you can uh, also listen right there at weonlylookthin.com. Uh, it would really help us out if you could rate and or review us at uh, at Apple Podcasts. Um, and uh, if you could tell somebody about it, that would also be super helpful. That's huge. Word of mouth means so much. And you know what? I'm going to tell the tell the gang it's my birthday week. Why not drop me a lovely comment on oh, yeah. uh, on iTunes? August no. 1st everybody. Yep, August 1st my birthday. Yeah. Uh but uh what is iTunes isn't called iTunes now. What it's is it Apple called? Podcast now. Uh, Apple Place. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, place. I don't fully get it, but they decided to get rid of iTunes Apple That's did. Fine. So now it's Apple Podcast. It's fine. So join this journey venture with me. Uh I cannot wait to get started. I believe in it. And uh, the community that we've created is just a place that uh, I personally love also. So uh, get on board. The get on board. W-O-L-T. <laughs> Smooth <Exactly>. jams <laughs> and accountability. <laughs> exactly. Come for the accountability. Stay for the smooth Stay jams. Stay for the smooth jams. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And just remember that even after listening to this episode, if you still don't know the difference between sunk costs and sunken treasure, that Catherine and I are an inspiration. Asian, Asian, Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.